People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. What we've been doing in this keeping up hiatus is using the bonus show either to do something that's relevant for that week. For example, if it's an award show, we'll do a recap. Or sometimes we'll do something random. Or weeks like this, we do, we kind of stick to our guns and do something Kardashian related. Yes. I feel like we're really getting in touch with our roots. Yeah, yeah, like we're it's like it's been a while. It has I been feel a while like since since we've gotten to devote one episode just to the Kardashians, yeah. and it felt I don't know, felt a little wrong. I know, but it feels good to be back. I yeah, gotta tell oh you, oh my god, obviously. So, in light of Stormy World two, we decided that it would be a really good idea to do kind of I don't want to say a deep dive because it's definitely not a deep dive, but a little bit of a recap as to some of the most memorable Kardashian parties. <laughs> I'll tell you, as our memory gets worse, these episodes get harder, <laughs> which was a 10-minute discussion before doing this where we were like, did we do this already? No, no, no. We were literally about to start recording, and we're like, wait a second. This sounds awfully familiar, and we're scrolling through every single episode. But confirmation, we didn't do it before. We, we just feel like we did because I guess we talk about them a lot. I we didn't. We just talk about the parties a lot. We've done things similar. Parties have come up, but we've never devoted an episode. Yeah. So this isn't everyone at all, but we just wanted to, I don't know, break down some of our favorites. And it's a nice walk down memory lane. And honestly, in honor of Stormy World, it just felt only right, right? I just, the parties are such an iconic part of all of this. Yes, they deserve their own episode. It's because there's so many of them and each one of them throws insane parties. So it's really unique among families. Like typically you have, okay, the grandma's the one that throws the parties or there's one kid, whereas every single person involved throws maybe not equally as extravagant, but pretty extravagant parties. Yeah, and I feel like we've just had them for so long and we've watched the evolution of the parties. Listen, it's a core part of being a Kardashian enthusiast. As far as I'm concerned, kid... You're right, you're right. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. We are doing this chronologically. So let me take you back to August 2013 to Kylie's Sweet 16. This was the Alice in Wonderland theme. She was wearing the two-piece black skirt, black top, and that oversized Celine bag, which looking back, truly, and I mean this with zero shade, she looks like a different person. And I don't mean like surgically, it's not even what I'm saying. It's just like the entire 
evolution of Kylie. She was so much more a kid there. Yeah. And in, and in only five years, she's a boss now. Oh, my God. She would never wear that oversized Celine bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, such stupid shit like that. I know. But this is, in my mind, this was, like, the party where when I think of, like, what's the first Kardashian party that you felt like you were paying attention to? That was this. Yeah, well, okay, it was, it was at the AT&T Center in LA, and their Big Sean and Drake both performed. Kim and Kanye couldn't go. I forget why they couldn't attend, so they got Drake performing as their present to Kylie, which, like, imagine. You never get me Drake as a present. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, could you imagine? But yeah, you, I, like, think about it a lot. Remember, she got, as the gift, she got— Chris's old matte black G-Wagon. Which, you never get me that either. I know, which at the time was such a big deal. Oh my God. And thinking back, it's like the next generation of Kardashian, let me tell you something, Stormy is never getting Kylie's old car, which is so crazy to think about because at the time. Well, I would argue that there is a possibility where, it, and with sentimental value, they wouldn't. They would. Right. Not like logistical, here's your car. Because that is the most normal thing in the entire world, especially when it's a matte black G-Wagon at the age of 16. For it was any just a different per- generation of, of Kardashian. That's, but that's what I always try to explain. Like, in just four years, we have seen a whole—okay, it, it, Let's okay, this is what I want to say. Back then, things seemed extravagant. And when I look back now, it looks like fucking child's play, comparatively speaking to where we are now. Well, yeah. In just seven years, I guess it was. Seven years, Julie. A lot can happen. I mean, listen, in seven years, we've gone from Kylie being 16, having this party where the biggest deal in the world was that Drake performed and that she got her mom's old car. And now seven years later, she is a billionaire throwing her own daughter the most extravagant parties. A $2 it's million not dollar even like, birthday. Yeah, it's not even just like how much has changed from the style of the parties or what they can afford or what they can do. I mean, literally think about it. She was seven years old. She was a 16-year-old girl excited about her mom's old G-Wagon. And now she is a billionaire with her own family, her own money, her own things. It's just, it's night and day. It doesn't feel like it was seven years ago. It feels like it was another lifetime. It, it truly feels like it was another lifetime. And seeing those pictures is the most... It's the most, like, significant um, reminder of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Google will obviously put up a visual guide on Patreon, but just Google, like, Kylie Jenner's 16th birthday, and you'll see what I mean. It's like, wait a whole second. This is the same person? Yeah. It's wild. Okay. Do, oh, do you want me to—do you want to answer my trivia question? Trivia question. What other Kardashian party was also Alice in Wonderland-themed? I know that I should know this. I just can't remember. Was it a kid's birthday? Don't tell me yet. Was it Nor- uh, Penelope? I, this is not how these games I'm work. I'm sorry. I don't you know. You don't it. get to just play process of elimination until you get it right. And then you're like, I fucking knew it. And I'm like, no, you didn't because you guessed 12 answers before you okay, got there. Okay, okay. Just tell me. Wow. Calls herself a Chicago stan. Can't even remember Chicago's first birthday. Oh, my God. And guess what? I'm telling Chicago. Holy sh- I was so—you want to know something? I was so thrown off by the Minnie Mouse one this year. Yeah. The, under, was the underwhelming Minnie Mouse one that I completely forgot about the Alice in Wonderland. You know something? I was looking at the pictures a couple of days ago. It's the red and black cake. They had it at the—I remember exactly. I'm so sorry, Chicago. I didn't mean it. Okay, moving on to June 2014. This was North's first birthday. The theme was Coachella, which at the which, time— Which, by the way, Coachella walked so Stormy Worlds could run. I mean, that's obviously the title of this episode. Truly. Couple things here. Number one, at the time, not a lot of people were doing Coachella themed parties. 
You know that? I know. You're right. It was a funny statement that you just made, but it was no, right. No, it's true. A- after that happened, well, a lot of people for started- kids' parties. That's what I'm saying. After it, a lot of people started doing that. It was at Courtney and Scott's house, which I remember when that happening, being confused. Like, not confused, but I was just curious as to why that was the choice. Well, remember, it was a really big deal because at Courtney and Scott's house, it was Father's Day, and Scott stayed in the Hamptons. He wasn't there for it. I remember that. That was, I'm trying to remember, because that was June 2014, so that was six years ago almost. What exactly state Scott was in at that time? Not good. You know? Not good. Like where they were in the in the state of it all. They were still together because it was their house, but they were, Scott himself was not in a good place. I mean, biggest difference there, six years ago, or like six years now, there's no world in which he would miss any of the kids' birthdays voluntarily. Forget Maybe it. If he wouldn't, Father's Day, he wouldn't, he wouldn't miss Father's Day if his whole life depended yeah, on it now. Yeah, so true. Unless he had like some crazy work engagement just to be in the Hamptons, there's no way. No, he like really was there just escaping it. It was really a very dark period for him. That's another one that feels like another life, truly. Listen, not forgotten. Like we never forget about that period that he went through, but it's definitely not on the forefront well, of my like mind. it's just like when you think about who he is now as a dad and how much, how devoted he is to those kids and how all he talks about is how they are his best friend and he cannot even imagine doing anything without them. And when they bring up the idea of going to Wyoming in that last episode and he was like, Without the kids, what are we going to do? Like, he was genuinely lost and confused. It just seems like a, not even a different, it seems like a whole different person. So true. Wait, this is so kind of off topic, but I forgot to mention this to you. Did you see that inbox that we got a couple weeks ago when we were talking, if you guys remember, a couple weeks ago on the, I think it was the SAG Awards episode, and we went into a whole deep dive on Jen and Brad, and we kind of made the comparison to Beyonce and Jay-Z and how, you know, after it was, it was almost, it felt easier potentially for the world to forgive Brad than Jay-Z because um, because like Lemonade and stuff fired us up, even though that wasn't Beyonce's intention. And the intention. elevator fight and all of these and things. And the elevator fight. And I guess we just saw more, whatever it was. And what someone asked was, I'm shocked you guys didn't make the comparison to Scott and Courtney. Like why has everyone been able to forgive Scott in the way that they have? And and by the way, everybody has fully forgiven Jay-Z. I think it just happened in a different way than Brad. Mm-hmm. The thing, though, my what my response to that was, was the difference between Courtney and Scott and either of the other two, Jen and Brad or Beyonce and Jay-Z, is that we got such an in-depth look into their lives that we were with them every single step of the way. So it wasn't like we heard that Scott was doing that behavior and next thing you know, he's fine. It's like we literally watched day by day of the progression of all the events of the emotional trauma they all went through to get to this point. That's why I think that people have an easier time because we were so let in. Yeah, and I think that, well, first of all, Scott and Courtney aren't back together. So what you're kind of forgiving him for is behavior that he exhibited that was a byproduct of what he was going through and not really what he was, while he did it to Courtney, it's not like we had to get on board with them getting back together after he hurt her because that's not what happened. And what we had to forgive was the way he treated her previously and the way he was as a dad and the way, but you saw so much behind the scenes and what he was struggling and the loss of his parents and him fighting these demons and addiction and going to rehab and really trying to get to a place. So it didn't feel like you were just forgiving him. It felt like you were watching him on a journey and rooting for him. Exactly. You, we, we, were, we were, and that's the thing with the Kardashian. It's like, I don't expect or want every celebrity to give us the view that they give us. Like, I really think that it's 
takes a lot and you really have to be up for it. And I wouldn't expect anyone else to go that in depth. That being said, if you can handle it, a lot of the times it makes you, the public, be able to get on board with you so much more because they really can understand your struggles. And you're totally right about them not being together. But I think what the person was asking is like, why do people still root for them to be together? Like people Um, were able to forgive him. I think people still root for them to be together from a place of nostalgia. And I think that we always talk about this where it's like, you forget what their relationship, not what he was like to her, not what she was like to him, just what their relationship was like. And you focus more on, okay, he's in such a good place now and I have the nostalgia of wanting them to be together. So I don't know. I think that people root for for something that they felt was unfinished maybe. Like that they never really had the chance to be together because they were never in a relationship while Scott was in this such amazing place and what could happen if. But then it, on the other hand, which we do always say is, could he be in this amazing place with them still together? Exactly. And it's really the question that we'll never know until it, in, unless it happens. It's Schrodinger's cut. Yeah, it really is. It is something that I think about more than I'd like to admit, though. Not even in yeah. the sense of like, I want them. Just like, hmm, I'm curious what that would be like. If they didn't, I think I would think about it a lot more if they didn't co-parent so well. And if it wasn't, if it didn't every, if I ever felt his absence or her absence in their life at big events, I would be like, wow, I wonder what it would be like. But there's never a time where they are lacking, in my opinion. Now, I can't speak at home when they're living separately. But in my opinion, watching them and for what I want Courtney and Scott to be, I never find a time where I'm like, wow, it would be really nice if they could just put the past behind them and be together. Like they have gone to the point where they can just go to the farmer's market on a Saturday together as a family. And it's so normal. It's more than just birthday parties. It's more than just family vacations. It is literally day-to-day activities. It's so civil. Yeah. I think there's so much love and respect there and so much love for their kids that you know, when Gwyneth Paltrow talks about conscious uncoupling, that's the difference. It's the ability to be like, it was successful until it wasn't, and now we can move on to next this next phase for the sake of our kids. Yeah, and they, both of them, it's everything for the kids. So at Coachella, sorry for that tangent, but I thought it was an interesting point to bring up. They're also really good friends at the end of the day. Yeah. That's the other piece that we forget. And they always have been. Yeah. That's the difference between like, I mean, in addition to the, all the other differences— Tell me if you felt this way. From a total, like from where we stand, right? In comparing Chloe and Tristan to Chloe and Lamar, aside from all of the obvious differences, didn't you feel like Chloe and Lamar were much more friends? Yes. Even though their romance started, happened so quickly and they got married so quickly after first meeting, I always felt like their relationship was a true friendship. Whereas with Chloe and Tristan, it just felt so much more based in romance. And again, this is totally an objective view. I mean, like a, not objective, a un, I guess, uneducated view because what the fuck do we know aside for what we saw? But that's how it felt to me. Yeah, it did feel, I mean, I always think that the friendships, friendship aspect of relationship is so important because I think that what Courtney and Scott have been able to show us and what a lot of couples have been able to show us is if that romantic aspect goes away, the friendship can prevail. And I think that has been the single most important part of them being able to co-parent is the fact that there is still a friendship there and not a forced co-parenting relationship. They have inside jokes. They have things that they can joke around about. They have, you know, they can text each other. They can go out and do things, just the two of them, and it's not romantic. And I think that has been the saving grace of them being able to Mm co-parent. With Tristan and Chloe, it's hard to compare because of the way it ended. But I never got the feeling that like, 
if the romantic aspect went away, what did they still have? Yeah, that was, I mean, again, like, what the fuck do we know? But, but that's Chloe always- and, Chloe and Lamar, I mean, that was, the, the friendship was so prevalent. Which, again, we saw so much more of, so that could just be it. You know what I mean? Of course, you're going to feel that way more once you saw more because we got so much camera time. They had their own show. But yeah, it's kind of like Chris and Chris Humphreys and Kim. I never felt like they were friends. I feel like Kim and Kanye are friends. Yeah. Things Travis like that. Travis and Kylie, I feel like they are friends. Yeah. Although I kind of felt like Tyga and Kylie were friends also. I feel like anybody could be friends with Kylie. You know what vibe I get the friends from in a good way? Corey and Chris. I think that those two— I want so much more from them. Julie, can I tell you something? This is like really crazy, I, and you're probably not going to agree— I would maybe be the most interested. Okay, I'm going to take back the statement. I would be very interested in a Corey and Chris spinoff. Yeah. They I, won't do it. It's it's like no. he's not that type of person. No. And and I and I I'd be lying, but I you're going to totally disagree with that. I'd rather a Corey and Chris spinoff than a Kim and Kanye. Well, that's ridiculous. I know. That's I mean that's obviously ridiculous. That's how I feel. I mean that's crazy. That's how I feel. I like the glimpses that we get of Kim and Kanye because I think that I I like seeing them in the way that we see them. I like seeing an 11-minute Architectural Digest video of their relationship and kind of just being able to— The thing I always say about Kim and Kanye is that when you see them, aside from like a few instances where you didn't get the best taste of Kanye in your mouth, like where like the, the Met Gala, Gala is prime example— Every, I feel every single time that there's a video that comes out, I take it like a, like I relax because it feels like people every single time they're like, wow, I love them together. And then you forget and then you're critical of him and then you see them together and you're like, wow, I fucking love them together. And it's the same pattern over and over again. So with them, I feel like a spinoff would do them, not that they would, and Kardashians is kind of headed in that direction because they're all kind of leaving. So it's, it's more focused on Kim. But I feel like to zone in on that relationship and to really show it naturally and what it is would only help them because every single time people see them together and see them interact and see Kanye with the kids, everyone's like, oh, wow, you know what? I, I think I'm wrong about them. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always feel. Every single time a video comes out of them, an interview, uh, whatever, an uh, Architecture Digest, a Vogue, every single time the review is, I just love watching them together. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. And I do. But I still think for sake of a spinoff, I don't know. That's just how well, I feel. Well, it's, it's different. I think for the sake of a spinoff, you would want Corey and Chris because you know the least about them. For Kim and Kanye, I think it would be the most interesting and best storyline. Yeah, I just, I truly feel like Corey Gamble is such a mystery and it's not like we haven't tried to do our research and there are some things about him, but he said he's a very private person. If you guys remember, that was one of his biggest sources of tension with Kanye. Kanye felt like he was too private and meaning like he was concealing things. And I'm just fascinated by that dynamic. I always think about Kanye texting Corey. Why don't we know anything about you? (laughs) Out of the fucking flu. That's not an easy person to be your brother-in-law, let me tell you. They've known each other forever, though. I know, I know. Okay, sorry. We got so off topic. This is why I never worry about if we're going to have enough to talk about. I know, because everything has a tangent. And you always worry, and I never, ever worry. Well, when I first looked, I was like, oh, shit. But you're so right. Tie-dye cake, Ferris wheel. This is interesting. Remember Black China came, and she was Kim's, quote, close friend? Well, I was reading the articles last night, and it was— the article written from when the party happened, it was like, Kim there with close friend, Black China," And I was like, oh, baby, let me tell you guys something what's about to happen. What's about to happen. Oh, I have so many thoughts and on that. And remember Jaden Smith was there and everyone thought that Kylie and Jaden were dating. Like to me, that is peak 
everything. Yeah. The, do you remember the pictures, the first pictures of when they came out of the movie theater and Jaden had Kylie's foundation all over his face? Oh my God, I do forgot. You, I forgot. Wow. Julie, years ago, years ago. And it was speculated that, I mean, not speculated, they were dating, but it was yeah, like, remember Jaden Smith cutie. walks out of a movie theater with Kylie Jenner's foundation smudged all over her face. And I was like, oh and That my was the God. moment that Kylie went, I'm going to make a setting spray. <laughs> So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Okay, moving on to July 2015 to Kendall and Kylie's graduation. So they never, neither of them officially ever graduated high school or had that ceremony. So Chris decided to surprise them and they come downstairs and there's full seating set up. Ryan Seacrest kind of gives like the commencement speech. Yeah, he was the speaker. They have caps and gowns. It's a whole thing. And we, they went outside. There was the balloons. It was really, really beautiful. It was like Chris's old house, the one that Rob currently lives in. Gigi was there. Tyga was there. I mean, everybody was there. Yeah, was, there was, was a photo booth the whole night. But what was interesting is Chris gave them Cartier love bracelets as their gift. And... She gave one to Chloe also because Chloe never actually had a high school graduation because she was homeschooled. Yeah, well, they were both, they were all homeschooled. No, I know what I'm saying. Aside from, you know, like uh, Kim wasn't, Courtney wasn't. Right. But for some reason, Chloe was. Chloe was because it was different. Kylie and Kendall were obviously homeschooled because of the Kardashians. Chloe didn't like high school. She talks about it in the episode where she goes to prom and she says, she's like, I remember she said something. She was like, I signed the paper as my parents and dropped out. And then she. Which by the way, we still talk about that. That like, that's the craziest thing ever. That's like my inspiration. That's true. I used to sign so much shit for my parents. I could have dropped out of myself and then signed away as my parents had gotten away with it. Oh my God, that would have been the dream. Even I was good. I wasn't that good. No. That's, and you and I are as, as, as good, good as it, it gets. gets. That is some real shit. Yeah. It's very <laughs> That impressive. wasn't me buying ace bandages on my way into gym class. <laughs> yeah, that, that My wrist it. was broken. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I, I did every single thing Your mom in came the book. Wait, this running is the after you. Thing. <laughs> my mom. I did, I was like, in high school, I was the worst student, truly the worst student. And not because I was like out doing drugs or doing anything bad. I just hated going to class. And I would always be late. I would always skip class. I almost didn't graduate high school because I skipped gym so many times that I had to do double gym senior year. And 
after school ended junior year, I had to stay just to do an extra gym session, the whole thing. Anyway, so I skipped it so many times and I, I don't even remember. I pulled some shit in the morning. I was so late. I had a test. I didn't want to take it. Finally, my mom gets me there. She's so pissed. And I walk in and of course I go to the attendance lady and I like, knew her Dunkin' Donuts order. I would always give her and, you know, say like, oh, I just wanted to, if you like your blueberry muffin, just, <laughs> I really was when I think back, holy shit. Anyway, I give her some bullshit story. I go to class thinking everything's fine. Little did I know that my mom that day came running into the attendance office after me and was like, don't believe a fucking word she just said. <laughs> she is full of shit, which is the most classic thing. No, that is the best. That's one of my favorite stories. It's like your dad with the pool. Yeah. I see the thing with me is that my mom was so good about not, not making me go to school. Like, I just like, I don't know. She was just like that. Like if I said I didn't feel well, she wasn't going to make me go to school. And I was thinking about it yesterday and I was talking to somebody about it. And I was like, my mom was so easy to say I didn't want to go to school that she would let me stay home if my period cramps were too bad. Oh my God. Like what? That is the, and I thought it was so normal. Because uh, also Jesse, my best friend, her mom also let her stay home all the time. And we would just stay home. We would talk and we would be like, oh, we both stayed home from school today. Oh, no, no, no. My mom knew that I, it was like, you could give me a finger, I take the whole hand. I, I, because I always lied. Me, quote, being sick, always lined up with a test. I never, if my I was really sick, me. of course. My mom really, like, I feel, I feel kind of bad about it now. What I would do is I would purposely wake myself up in the middle of the night. So I would go into her room with the whole, like, I really don't feel up. well. And she'd be like, I didn't say it. I, I threw up because I'm, I'm not a throw upper. So she would see right through that. But I was like, I really, I don't know. I just don't feel well. She's like, well, why don't you go to sleep and say you feel in the morning? And she would come in and wake me. And I'd be like, I really have to go to school. I have to go to school. I missed the, I missed like a week ago. And she'd be like, no, if you don't feel well, you woke up in the middle of the night. You can't go to school if you don't feel well. Oh, that's the dream. That is the dream. I, I really screwed myself. I was never afforded that luxury because of the way that I handled it. It's my fault. Yeah, you have to handle it better. Yeah. I really, and I, and I, I chose wisely. It yeah. wasn't like I did it every day. I knew when I needed to. And I would plan it out in advance. Like I'd have two weeks and I'd write down like personal day. Yeah, <laughs> personal day, like Rihanna with her boyfriend. Um, okay, moving on. Oh, you to- know an interesting fact also? What? Just about Kendall being in high school. The high school that Kendall went to, remember they keep showing the pictures of her cheerleading, was Sierra Can- Canyon. And that's where LeBron James' son plays basketball. That's where he goes to school. I for, and I same knew, with Dwayne Wade's son. I knew that and I forgot it. Let me go, tell you guys something. For those of you on TikTok, I'm sure you see Bronny, LeBron James' son, everywhere. He is real good. He, oh, my God. Well, what's really he funny is, swaggy is as that fuck. we were talking about Sydney's cousin wanted to go to LeBron James' son's basketball game so badly that they flew out to L.A. for him to go see him play. No way. That's how big of a deal the games are. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, moving on to November 2015. This was Chris's 60th birthday, which I can't believe it was five years ago because it feels so— Are you sure it was 2015? Yeah. Wow. I will say that this was the first party where I was like, okay, we're in business now. Like, everything else was like bushly compared to this. It really was. This was was the big leagues. It was. So it was Great Gatsby themed. It was at Lot Studios in West Hollywood. Everybody was there. Will and Jada, Tina Knowles, John and Christy, Lorraine Schwartz, Tyga. You I always it. like to point out when Tyga's there. Well, yeah, because then you see the drop off. Yeah. It's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> he has not gone on a vacation as good as. Yeah, he lost He lost that. that. Yeah. He lost that. So it was estimated to cost around $2 million, aka One Stormy World. Planned by Mindy Weiss, obviously. Kanye performed. 
this was, they did that video to her old, I guess for her 30th birthday, I think it was, she did that video to the tune of I Love LA and she made it I Love My Friends and they remade the video. And in in it, there's a part where Caitlyn Jenner is in the bathtub wishing her a happy birthday. And I remember when that came on screen. It was, oh my God, jaw-dropping. It was right? jaw-dropping. Also, when they were filming the episode for, of the show, of when they were recording the video, remember they're all in the car and Kylie was in like such a bad mood because of the fight with Tyga? Yes. That to me is yes. one of, that scene to me is one of the, the times when I can pinpoint Kylie's growth. She would never behave like that because you know what she would do sometimes? Everybody gets in bad moods, obviously. <laughs> Duh. But what Kylie, would, I found, would do sometimes on the show is she would let her bad mood like permeate the rest of the room. Oh, yeah. Like kind of bring everybody's energy down with her, which not everybody does that. A lot of people, like Chloe doesn't do that, for example. She wants to make sure, but Kylie didn't care. And I think that having, I don't know if it was having um, Stormy or it was getting out of a relationship with Tyga, changed that aspect of her. She's less in herself in that regard now, I find. Well, there is definitely a confidence to Kylie that we see now that we just didn't see. So I think that there is probably things that like when she gets annoyed about something, it's not going to annoy her the way it used to because I think so much of what she would be annoyed about hit on insecurities and that would result in her bad mood. So like a fight with Tyga, like we've watched her handle this whole Travis situation. And unless we knew they broke up, not just because of the way they interact, but because of the way she carries herself, you would just never know. And that was, you know, she's a different person now. She's much older. And when you are, you know, it seems like five years isn't the biggest gap. For example, 60 to 65, you're not really changing your maturity that much. But 16 to 21 is the biggest maturity you can take no matter who you are. But to be Kylie, adding into those five years, becoming a billionaire and having a kid. Yeah, and running your own business. When you're running your own business and you you are responsible for things and you're responsible for people and decisions, you can't let your mood affect those decisions. Exactly. And you start to learn those things. It's a growth thing. And I also think that as the youngest child, that is such typical behavior because you're so used to just being babied and getting what you want. So that when you don't get it, it's like, what the fuck? Yep. It's so, so, so you so react. True. You don't you know react. how to react. For No, for sure. I just remember being, really seeing such a growth in her. And I do think a lot of it was, I think Travis, I think her dynamic with Travis is really good for her soul. Yeah. Like, I think it's a really healthy relationship. And not that I thought that Tyga was, was toxic, but I think she didn't even know what she was missing kind of thing. Well, I think also she was so young then, and it was like her first love and her first real relationship that you learn from that. And you're like, okay, what I liked here, what I don't like here, what I liked about myself in this, what I didn't. And we always, you know, talk about the whole idea of you have to, you know, find yourself and build on yourself before you can really be in a relationship. A lot of people believe that. And I think with Kylie, you can't compare being 16 and going to Costa Rica with your boyfriend to being a billionaire and having a boyfriend. Those are two different things. She was her relationship. Like that, it was her identity at the time. And now Travis is just a piece of the puzzle. Travis is just, and I mean this in the least like condescending way, he's an accessory in the sense of Kylie is a boss woman, mother on her own. Having Travis as her really um, respectful, kind, loving partner is amazing, but she is just as whole before him and will be after him. You know what I mean? Whereas with Tyga, I think that she would say, like, you're my world. Whereas Travis is a piece of her world, but not her entire thing, for sure. And also Stormy is her world. When you have a kid and it's like, how did I ever compare 
anything to the love of having a child. Like, I don't need anything as long as I have my kid. It's a, you become a different person. It's so true. There's really no comparison. Yeah. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, moving on to March 2018, Chloe's baby shower, which I know may bring with it some emotions because that was happier times. It was This was just beautiful. It was at Hotel Bel Air. It was all pink. Minnie described that it was inspired by an English fantasy garden. The guests were all of the usuals in addition, in addition to Tristan and his mom. We're not sure of the cost, but it was sponsored by Amazon Baby Registry, which was met, of course, with a lot of um, like backlash similar to Nick Jonas's bachelor party being sponsored. When, when celebrities, Nick Jonas is everything being sponsored. When, when celebrities do parties that are sponsored, like for like intimate parties, people just really have a problem with it. It was planned by Mindy. Jeff Leatham did the flowers. He happened to do an exceptional job, over 45,000 flowers. It was just a pink wonderland, but not in a tacky way. I told you, this was my favorite baby shower. I, I think this one, I don't know why. This just stood out to me. It was so beautiful. I felt like everyone who was there was like, this is Chloe's moment. We have waited so long to be able to throw this for her. Let's really do it for her. That's really, That's how I felt. And they did. Remember that circle table with the flowers coming down from the ceiling, the animals. The circle table was unique. We don't really see a circle table that often. Yeah. Right? Well, especially a giant circle table because it's not like the function of a circle table is usually so that you can see everybody at the table. This was just to have a main centerpiece and the table was an accessory to that centerpiece. Exactly. <laughs> Julie writes, hands down the best baby shower. Baby Thompson sign is iconic. Also, I'll be the one to say it. Tristan and Louis Denham equally as iconic. It is. And you know it. Julie, and you know it. Julie, I'm the first one to say it truly have zero respect for the man, but objectively, I find him to be so incredibly good looking. Remember the Louis Navy blue jacket? He's, yeah, he's like so hot. He's so hot. I mean, I'm truly disgusted by his actions, but if I knew nothing about him, I saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, God damn, you are one Still handsome hot. man. Still no, he's hot. hot. Yeah, he's hot. it's he's like hot. you can't, there's only, <laughs> you can only fuck up so bad that you take away your hotness. Yeah, which a lot of people respond, like have DM'd us and said no. I don't see People it. People still call Ted Bundy hot. Like, yeah, are you kidding? Cre- no, it's it's so true. Uh, what else did I want to mention this? Oh, I just wanted to say that this picture of Chloe and True in front of all the balloons was probably the picture he used most when the headlines broke about him cheating. Chloe and Tristan. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Chloe I was and Tristan. Like Chloe and I'm true, sorry. I meant Chloe and Tristan. was probably the picture he used the most when the headlines broke because 
She looked so gorgeous. She was so pregnant. They looked so happy. And it was just like, yeah, what the fuck? Ugh. It's like you see that you watch if you watch this if you go back and watch this episode it makes it will make your anger towards him just so much greater. Remember fucking wait, do you remember Kim Bierman and Brielle Bierman were there? Yeah, why? That was crazy. I forgot about that happening. They're so, always like a the thing about a Kardashian party that I always love is there's always someone unexpected. Yeah, and it's like how'd you get here? Like what are Hennessy and Culture doing at Stormy World? I'm happy you're here. Yeah. But didn't know you would be. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to Kyle. David Dobrik. What are you doing at Stormy World? Forget David Dobrik, Zane. <laughs> what are you doing with all that ass? <laughs> Zane and Stas holding Stormy in the like that that picture to me was like, yes. First off, I felt like it was kind of what we were talking about with Charlie and Super Bowl. It was like, yes, David, I had been here since day one, and now you are in a picture with Stormy at her world. At her world? This is like <laughs> at her world. <laughs> the craziest thing ever. Like, I can't believe the best footage of Stormy World we're going to get is from David Dobrik's vlog. That her world? (laughs) (laughs) The craziest thing. Okay. Moving on to August 2018, Kylie's 21st birthday. This was Barbie-themed. This was when she already started to come into that boss role. So it was dinner at Craig's and then the party at Delilah. Everybody was there. Bella Hadid, The Weeknd, Ashley Benson, Cara Delevingne, French Montana, Winnie Harlow, Dave Chappelle. The list goes on. She got a Rolls Royce from Travis. The picture, I know you guys know which picture we're talking about. It's this picture of all the sisters, or most of the sisters, sitting in the booth, giving the middle finger. All the sisters. Is it, is it all of them? Giving the middle finger. It was so good. Well, remember then Kanye used it as the cover art for one of his songs. Yeah. Which was the greatest thing ever. It was so good. Nothing makes me happier than when Kanye not only like embraces being part of a fam- of the family, but it like has happily become part of his identity. It's so true. Kylie also did an outfit shift. It was the hot pink, like... Did you forget the word change? What did I say? Shift. Yeah, I fully meant change. (laughs) (laughs) I also said objective today instead of, like, uneducated. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to think of the right word. Wait, let me tell you guys something really quick. Julie and I, every single time we leave the studio, we say to each other, we're like, hard to do a podcast, huh? Because you never realize how in your... Like, I happen to think that both of us speak pretty well, typically, I guess, in regular conversations. But it's so hard having to think one step ahead to make sure that you're saying your message as articulately and concisely as possible. It's really not that easy. No, it's it's like, I want to make sure what I'm saying makes sense, won't upset it. Like, you know, it's really not that easy. Also, I feel like sometimes when I have conversations with people, they don't listen to me and I am aware of that. So I can just say whatever I want. And I know that no one's paying attention to me. Like, I'm just talking to hear myself talk. But here I like am very aware of the fact that people are listening for to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> And that just seems like stupidly ridiculous to me where I'm like, oh, great. I know. Now I got to make sense. <laughs> now people care. No one's ever cared. I know. I spoke to my mom for 23 years. This bitch did not listen to one <laughs> word I said. And now people are going to listen to me. And now, by the way, not only are people she's going to listen to me, she listens to every podcast episode. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, really? Because when I would come into your room at like 2 o'clock in the morning to hang out and you were asleep, you didn't want to talk then. <laughs> It's, it's so true. And then you get the randomest people being like, oh, I listen every week. And it's like, oh, shit. Why did you like, tell me that? say anything about you. Because <laughs> sometimes I tell stories where, like, it's just, like, I never mentioned their name. But, like, if they listened, they would know it was about them. Oh, for and sure. then I have to think and be like, have I ever spoken about no, you? The funniest was when Thomas, my ex-boyfriend, is at work and he gets slacked by his coworker, like, 
oh, we're just listening to comments by Slow's podcast. They were talking about you and you text me like, what the fuck were you saying? <laughs> I'm like, we'll tell you when you're older. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, I never thought you'd hear. And now that it was bad. Anyway, um, okay, wait, let's get back to this party. So, oh, I was saying she had an outfit change into this pink, like sequined, what do you want to say, jumpsuit almost? Yeah. Schwartz jumpsuit with that long ponytail. Oh my God, she looked so amazing. She looked so amazing. A couple of notable things from this. The bartenders were all wearing shirts with Kylie's Forbes cover on it. Chloe did the Insta story of Courtney and Scott and said, and wrote, a girl can dream. Oh my God, remember that? And I was like, me, I'm a girl. Yeah, we're girls. We're girls. <laughs> we were dreaming. <laughs> that was like the most relatable thing ever. Yeah. Wasn't but it? also, like, sometimes I know they love to play into us and what we want, and that was just such a reflection of, like, oh, you, you know. You know what we want. You know what we all want. You want it, too. Yeah, deep down. Her cake was the Goyard trunk with lip kits and other kind of Kylie makeup all over it. And then remember they she had, had the other cake that was the tiered with the Barbie face down and all that little alcohol bottles? Yeah. Which is so sorority basic, by the way. I know. I was Well, listen, even that was even two years ago. That's not happened in 2020, let me tell you. For Kylie? Yeah. Well, I think that—I think she just wanted to be normal. Everyone gets a Barbie cake for their 21st exactly. birthday. And she had the Except for me, I had a marble cake with, like, gold on it, and my parents brought it up to Syracuse. <laughs> really? Oh, my God, it was beautiful. Remember that cake, Isabel? It was, it was gorgeous. But not everybody has a Goyard trunk with lip kit, so it makes sense to yeah. that she plays it up. Also, do you guys remember that they had this game where each cup, each colored solo cup meant a different thing, like single, taken, whatever. And she was holding the yellow cup, which meant single according to the color-coded cup chart. And there was this whole scandal, which People was went fucking truly, crazy. truly the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. That being said, I get why. I get why. Yeah. Oh my God. I I I mean, that must be so frustrating though. As a Kardashian, it's like I literally just picked up the closest cup near me, and now you're now there's breakup rumors everywhere. Yeah, like, could but you also imagine, don't make the color chart if you don't no, want to. But I'm just saying, could you imagine the color solo cup you drink fueling breakup rumors? Like you have to be so fucking famous. I know, right? Yeah, like what? That's insane. But anyway, at that time they were not broken up, so a little <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> now she only now she only walks around with yellow solo cups. Yeah. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game-changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. 
Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. I'm so excited for this next one. Duh. Okay, December 2018, Kim and Kanye's Christmas party. This was the first year they took it over. It was winter in Whoville was the theme. John Legend and Sia performed, which as you guys are figuring out, Sia is just really a staple. She's someone else who has become, who is so close to the family, which we had no idea about. Of course, planned by Mindy. Dave Chappelle, Paris Hilton, J-Lo and A-Rod, Tyler, the creator, of course, John and Chrissy. Everybody was there. Everybody. That name's like ha- like a, a, like a quarter of the small, people. small section of how iconic the people that were there were. It was estimated 1.3 million, which if you guys remember from this episode, this is when Kim was really battling with Kanye about the budget because he kind of wanted to go all out. And she was like, at some point, we need to reel it in. Yeah. Like, at some point, that we was, need— I loved that. That, that was, was so that was, interesting to say. That was one of the more interesting things we've seen on the show. That was the best scene ever. We never see stuff with money that much. Yeah. So they had snow outside. All the kids were sledding. Paris and Kim were sledding, which, like Julie wrote, Paris Hilton was the most iconic part, in my opinion. I could not agree more. Paris Hilton's presence at this party was known. She's a good fucking time. Oh, my God. We always knew Paris was a good time. Always, like if there's one thing that you don't have to doubt about Paris Ellen, it's that she's a good time. But when I saw her at this party, I was like, I never, ever, ever want to see another party that Paris Ellen isn't at because it hardly feels worth it to me. Her, let me tell you something. Her and Kim getting back on really good terms was not only great for them, it was great for all of us. It was great for humanity. That was a reunion felt around the world. Yeah. It was you know great for, I felt the world flourished a little more after I that. really do. I Talk about a fucking spinoff. <gasps> could you imagine Kim in Paris 2020? I would vote for that. Because for president. Could you imagine? Do you think do you think Paris knows that Kansas City's in Missouri? No. I think she does. You think? I don't mean that because I feel like she's stupid. I feel like not everybody knows that. It's not the it's craziest like my thing. only requirement for presidency. <laughs> for presidency, yeah. I actually think Paris is very smart though, but that's just such a random, I don't know, random piece of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. I can't stop thinking about it. Anyway, yeah, no. A Paris and Kim spinoff would probably be the greatest thing ever. I want them to do a project together. And for that, even if it was a YouTube series, just to watch them collab on something again. Or something nostalgic, something with parties, something with I know closets. What I want. I know Give what it to I want. me. Tell me. Do you not want to say it on air? No, I'll say it on air. I want them to do a YouTube series. Potentially YouTube could be another platform, but not television. I feel like it needs to be digital where they are doing similar to a Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star thing, where they're coming out with a palette together, some sort of collab, and we see all of the behind the scenes of the creative process, of the business process, of the promo. 
That's what I think I want. First of all, at Quibi. Second of all, I don't I, I don't know if I want it to be the process of them coming out. I think I want it to be something that more capitalizes on their old friendship and the way it is now and talking about like maybe they organize a closet together. Maybe it's a show where they go in and the two of them pay homage to Kim's closet organizing day and they organize other people's closets. See, maybe I, they organize an average person's closet. And I maybe they go to Kansas City. Wow, you are really spitting them out. This is how I feel. I think the two should both happen because that's almost like a fantasy world. That's almost like a Nicole in Paris, Simple Life kind of vibe in the sense of like, here, let's throw you into do something that you would literally never do nowadays. You know, like fun. But the business one would be very, very interesting to watch that dynamic. I think it would be, it would play on two different sides of their personalities. I think both need to happen. I actually think it's essential that both happen for us to get a well-rounded picture. I just decided. Yeah, me too. Right? One would be YouTube, one would be Quibi. YouTube would be the, 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 um, the like the, the project, like the Shane Dawson type one and the Quibi one would be, because can't you imagine Paris in some person ran a per- in New Jersey's closet and throwing out their Ed Hardy shirt and yeah. being like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and she's like, I bought that because of you. And she's like, I haven't worn Von Dutch in, yeah. in ages. Oh my God, yes. Well, if anybody's listening, we'd love to pitch if that. If there are two things that are more synonymous than Kim and Paris, it's New Jersey and Ed Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Moving on to February 2019, Stormy World, now known as Stormy World 1. We talked about this a lot this week, so we're not going to get too much into it. But this was the original, so we just wanted to mention it. Baby Shark was the star of the show, which, quite frankly, could not even compare to the Trolls or really anything else of the second one. It was the same thing. We had the giant face. We had merch, butterfly forest room, the fries in the container. Like, a lot of stuff happening, but— DJ Khaled giving Stormy her first Chanel. That was a special moment. It was a special moment, but doesn't it feel a little underwhelming now, comparatively speaking, to Stormy World 2? Oh, everything in my life feels underwhelming compared to Stormy World 2. Yeah, no, my wedding, everything. Yeah, I don't even want to get married anymore. I might do a courthouse thing. (laughs) It just hardly seems worth it. I just feel like— (laughs) I didn't go to your parents, like— Please, my dad would be thrilled. (laughs) My dad would be the happy—if I— called my dad today. I was like, you know, I've really been thinking about my wedding. I'm just going to do a courthouse thing. He'd be like, you are my favorite (laughs) child. He'd be like, screw your sisters. Everything in my life is for you now. (laughs) No, you're going to pay for your own wedding, Julie. That is going to be, that's how much money we're going to make. That's, that's my goal. You know that? We are strong businesswomen. Hear me? Cracking me up over there. I'm serious. I know you are. I always say that to you. Everything we want, we can get ourselves. We're going to make it happen. Okay. Okay. Speaking into existence. My dad's still paying. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much. <laughs> Don't tell him, though. Okay, April 2019, Courtney's 40th. <laughs> theme, Courtney. <laughs> Did you mean that? Yeah. The theme was Courtney. What do you mean? It was at Courtney's house. How else would you have described Every, that theme? Everyone was there. It was Scott and Sophia, Eunice, French Montana, Quavo, Paris Hilton. We had the usual Sia and Robin Thicke. Of course, it was planned by Mindy Weiss. There were bottles of 1942 with Courtney's face that said, most interesting to look at. And there was one, a station where you could engrave your own bottle. There was the cake of her picture on the bathtub from that infamous Mike Rosenthal picture of her. Cocktail napkins everywhere with Courtney's one-liners. They had the Yeezy sweatshirt giveaway that said, I was invited to Courtney's birthday party. How else would you have described that theme other than Courtney? Well, it was just, there needs to be a theme. It was Courtney. Oh, you're saying the theme of the, Yeah. The theme was Courtney. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess as opposed to having like, I guess I guess my thing was it is like, 
you mention a theme when it's a color or a thing, whereas if it's just the person, well, then listen, it's just a I'll tell theme. You. I'll tell you why it was Courtney themed. You're not wrong. Because if you're saying that a birthday has, I understand what you're saying. Like it has no theme, it's just her birthday. But typically when you would do that, it would be a color scheme or it would just be, you know, casual drinks, a bar, whatever. This had her face on everything, her lines, her birth, her name on the sweatshirt. It was Courtney themed, mm-hmm. her, her body on the cake. Now you convinced me. Yeah, I always do. Yep. I always, right. you was, always come around to what I'm saying. I come around. And I can't blame you because I'm always right. You know? You think so too, right? <laughs> just say it. It's not that hard. I, don't, I just love you. I know you do. So much. Um, well, at least you're right about that. <laughs> Rain do. looked so cute. So cute. In that little suit. This was just a really, this was nothing. This was the, by the way, the backstory here was uh, Courtney's dress. Remember? Courtney's entire anxiety building up to this but thing. But do you remember the whole thing with her and Kim? Yeah. I loved that episode. I loved that episode. And she ended up wearing Kim's dress, which was kind of like a peace offering in a way. Yeah. It was like Katy Perry sending Taylor the olive Plate branch of or whatever the olive she did. Branch, yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> that's like how I felt. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed myself at this party. I had the best time. That picture of Courtney and, and Penelope walking out with the fireworks. If there's one thing the Kardashians have told me is that you can have way more fun watching a party from Snapchat stories than being at one. Significantly more fun. Oh, I might do my wedding just Snapchat. Genius. Yeah. Literally genius. I, you would be in Snapchat. Julie at told my me wedding. that she's booking my, even if she doesn't use her, she's booking my makeup artist. Wait, you're not like, coming to my wedding. <laughs> Julie's booking, what did you say? Like booking my makeup artist that entire week that I can't use her for her yeah. wedding. <laughs> I might book your personal trainer too. I would never use her. I'm just, oh gonna, I'm sending Allie on vacation. I'm sending Allie, I'm sending all of them. Kara, they're all going on vacation on me to Mexico. Oh God, you're so crazy. Okay, anything else you want to mention? I don't think so. <laughs> Did you have fun? Had the best time. I, I always, always had, had the, the best, best time. time. Okay, we love you guys. What was your favorite party ever? In my besides life? Stormy World. Oh, I thought you meant in my own life. Um, <laughs> Mine was the birthday that I had when I was in second I was grade. Say, I, was, I love my sixth birthday. Yeah, I really liked when I did the Finding Nemo theme and everyone went home with a fish. Oh, that's adorable. But yeah. also, the parents probably hated you. Well, they all died quickly after. Um, the last thing that I wanted to say was oh, my favorite party. Let me think for one second. Uh, wait, did you have yours? Um, did you say Stormy World 1? No, it wasn't Stormy World 1. I really enjoyed the Christmas party. That could have been my favorite. I really, really, really thoroughly had a great time at Candyland. Mm. Um, I loved Chris Jenner. I love Chris's 60th. I think that's probably the most iconic of all of them. That was a good one. I really had a good time at Chloe's, the one that Kylie threw. Oh, that was fun. It was fun. It was yeah. beautiful. I liked my outfit that I'm night. Tr- I'm truly thinking about it through my lens. Like, w- like I'm truly thinking of it. Who had the best footage on Insta stories? Yeah, you know that's always when it's the best. I will appreciate though my favorite potentially you will my appreciate. favorite. <laughs> my favorite future tense. Yes, my favorite outfit potentially was when Kendall Jenner channeled Paris Hilton at her 21st birthday. Yes, I did love that. And that sequin silver that was one yeah, for that the was books. a good one. One for the books. Yeah. 
Okay, guys, remember, we were nominated for Shorty Awards for our account in Best Meme Parody Account. Please, please, please vote for us. It's shortyawards.com slash comments by. You can vote every day. Voting's open till the 20th, I think, and it would just mean the world to us. So we really appreciate that. I don't know. We kind of just had fun today. Thanks for sticking by us. This, this one was a little bit more for the OG Kardashian fans, but we have to throw that in the mix every now and then. I love it. I love the OG Kardashian fans. I know. Fans. It's so much fun. Okay, we love you guys. We will see you next week for our... Oscars recap on Monday and our regular episode on Wednesday. Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.